Thanks for listening. If you'd like to schedule a one-on-one coaching with Dr. Lodi, please visit drsudliff.com. I am an American board certified OBGYN, a mom, a Muslim, and I'm talking about sex. This is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muslim Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sadaf Lodi, and in this episode is everything you need to know about pain during pregnancy and what you can do about it and all the different modalities that are available to you. But before I get into it, the first thing I want to make very clear is that I'm not giving any type of medical or religious advice. If if you have any questions about your health, please refer to your healthcare provider. And if you have any questions at all about your religion, please see your friendly neighborhood religious leader. And this is the Muslim Sex Podcast because I just happen to be a Muslim woman that talks about sex. So I am so excited to have on my podcast today, Dr. Carolyn Moyers. Dr. Carolyn Moyers is an OBGYN and um, I will let Dr. Carolyn Moyers introduce herself. So hi and thank you and welcome to the Muslim Sex Podcast. Yes, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. So yes, I am a board certified OBGYN. I'm in the state of Texas and I am the pregnancy pain doc on social. Um, I also um, am the founder of a gynecology practice, a boutique gynecology and osteopathy practice. So um, what I do is treat pregnancy and postpartum back and pelvic pain with osteopathic, hands-on, drug-free, osteopathic manipulative treatment. And I work a lot with uh, pelvic floor physical therapists, acupuncturists, um, just a, do- a number of different modalities. And most patients who come to see me actually may have been to the OB emergency department to rule out all of the scary things with pregnancy. Um, they may have gotten a narcotic and a muscle relaxant. They may have gone to see the chiropractor. They may have even gotten a massage. And then they land in my office really desperate for some pain relief. And typically at that point, it's two or three visits and they're like, why didn't I come and see you sooner? I didn't know that this existed Um, because what I'm dealing with really is the musculoskeletal pain. And we know that pregnancy goes through a significant, you know, it's a metamorphosis, right? (laughs) Our bodies change drastically through pregnancy. Um, And even, you know, from from a sex standpoint, right? Like, can I have sex in pregnancy? Is it even safe? Um, you know, and just all of the discomforts as we have our uterus grow, um, our, our abdominal muscles are stretched, our lumbar lordosis increases, you know, all of the things that are going on. It's just increasingly uncomfortable. And a lot of patients think that this is just life. I have, this is what I have to expect, you know, and they just suffer in silence. And I want women to know that you too can have a joyful pregnancy. I have so many women who want to stay active, whether they're runners or weightlifters, or they just want to be able to go to the zoo with their family for the day or Disney world or whatever, or just play in the floor with their toddler or get through their work day. And those are the things that we're able to impact so that you can do all the things that you need to do and want to do. That is amazing. And you know what I think is so, so great is that you are using the OMT that all deals learn, but not all deals practice. I mean, I learned OMT when I was at Michigan State and, you know, but the unfortunate thing was in residency, we never practiced it. 
And I really think that that is a lost art. And now um, more and more, we're bringing back OMT into, you know, healthcare and into um, OB. In fact, I am a board examiner for the American Osteopathic Board of OBGYNs. And, you know, they are trying to incorporate that as well into the exam and things like that. So I think it's fantastic that you are practicing that. And that is amazing because we all know how great OMT is and how great it feels when you have it done on you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a mom of four and I wish that I had somebody to who would have done OMT for me whenever I was pregnant with my babies, you know, um, even when I was, I, so I did a fellowship and that's how I came about this. So as you were saying that, it just made me think, yeah, I don't, I wasn't using OMT in a routine, busy practice either. Um, whenever I went to medical school, so in the state of Texas at that time, there were eight medical schools and I applied to all eight and it was a part of a match system. And I got matched to the osteopathic school. And as I entered it, I had some people who gave me flack, like, Oh, don't you want to wait and reapply and get into an MD school next year? So you'll be a real doctor. So Mm. as I was going through this, I guess that was always in the back of my head that if I'm going to be different, which I love the osteopathic principle, it really kind of jived with, with my mindset around health. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't have any personal concerns about being a DO, but I felt like if I'm going to be different, I really want to know how to use this skill set. And so as I was finishing second year, I applied for their pre-doctoral fellowship that they had in neuromusculoskeletal medicine. And that's how I, those skills are solidified because I really do think that I would have moved on and probably rarely used it. Right. Um, And in residency, I went to an MD residency. So it was the rare occasion when somebody came in with the rib out or, you know, low back pain, like that was kind of my jam that I got to use it. But moving forward in a busy OB-GYN practice, there's really not a lot of time for that, you know, until you have the patient who's really complaining of back pain and you're like, okay, you know, like, let me try this out. Maybe I can help you, but never consistently using it. And so now that I've you know, fast forward 10 years and I've set up my own practice that specifically, you know, that is, that's, that's my secret sauce. That's I, can, I can help you relieve your back and pelvic pain in pregnancy and postpartum. You know, we get pelvic pressure, we get SI pain, like sciatica, low back pain, all the things. Um, it's really, really fun to see how that unique skill set that DOs have can really impact change when it comes to just how you feel and move about in your pregnancy. You know, I've had ER doctors who've come to see me who are like, I can get through the work day now, you know, without pain. This is amazing. I love OMT and I love the passion that you have for it. You know, I just, I, I've had OMT done on myself, especially like the pelvic region. And it makes such a huge difference, right? Just in your posture, the way you're standing, you don't have the back pain. I mean, I've gone actually, um, I've gone to see an OMT specialist after my pregnancies as well. I think it makes a world of difference and, you know, anything that you can do without pain meds is so much better for you. Right. I mean, it's just, we yes. know. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, you brought up postpartum, you know, postpartum recovery with a pelvic floor physical therapist is so key. And that's where I feel like I kind of bridged the gap because I'll do an assessment of the pelvic floor. I'll teach them pelvic floor exercises. Um, and I also partner with it. You know, at one point I had a pelvic floor PT in my office, um, but now I just collaborate with the many amazing pelvic floor PTs that we have in the community. 
Um, but that recovery is really key. And I always liken it to like if somebody had a sports injury. So say we have a pitcher, right, in baseball, and he injures his shoulder. He's going to go to rehab for several months, right? But we have a little human sit on our pelvic floor for 10 months. <laughs> And then we birth this human through our pelvic floor or abdominally. And then we somehow think we don't need rebab, rehab. We're going to snap back at six weeks postpartum. And it's just BS, you know, and oh, our pelvic floor affects our, it affects our everything. urinating, our bowel movements, our sexual pleasure, you know, all of the things, not to mention body image in pregnancy and postpartum. Right. And so it all is interconnected and, it's hard for us as women because we think, you know, we should look like what we did when we were 18 or when we were 25 and then 35 and then 45. You know what I mean? Like it just keeps like that mark just keeps moving where we want to look and feel one way. But, you know, pregnancy is the only time that like it's OK for you to, quote unquote, be fat. And you're not fat. You're growing a human. Right. <laughs> you're gaining weight. Um, and so I think that the body image piece of it is really huge. So empowering women and teaching them how to really mobilize and, and be active in their body and to enjoy and have pleasure in their body, whether it's how they sit, how they lay, how they stand. I mean, I teach all of that and then go through stretches and exercises so that they feel empowered and that they can make it a couple of weeks without seeing me, you know, and, and I always liken it like kind of to a chiropractor. I've never personally been to a chiropractor, but they do have a lot of similar skill sets. But their protocol is, you know, twice a week, oftentimes in the office. And that's really hard for people who have busy lives. And so I like to empower patients and lengthen and strengthen those muscles that are, you know, creating a lot of tension um, that can lead to the misalignment in the spine and the hips. And when we do that, then they have more lasting effects. And then they're empowered in their body and they have tools that they can use even in the postpartum period. I think that's excellent. You're making me want to fly down and come and see you <laughs> and get some treatment. I mean, worth I think it. it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's worth it. I love, I love OMT. It makes, it makes such a huge difference. So tell me, you know, have you noticed, do patients come to you and like, you did mention, you know, intimacy. And uh, I do want to kind of talk to you a little bit about that and what you feel like, how, how do you feel OMT impacts, you know, a woman's sex life and especially postpartum, right? I mean, you and I both know as OBGYNs that postpartum is probably one of the roughest times, right? You've got a baby that's crying all the time <laughs> and then you're trying to take care of yourself. There'll be days when you barely get a chance to shower or eat and, you know, and let alone just do anything. And yeah. so how, how do you, you know, maybe what exercises do you give somebody postpartum and what type of complaints do you often hear from women, you know, that are trying to get back into having some type of normalcy and also, you know, trying to even have intercourse, say, for the first time? We know it's going to be difficult and it'll be painful, but, you know, what do you suggest? Yes. So I feel like we could talk about this for some time. Um, so let's start with just pelvic pain, right? So yes. well, in the postpartum recovery, a lot of times women are apprehensive about that. Some I have like they're excited and they can't wait. And then others are like, oh my gosh, I don't know about this. And um, a lot of times, you know, it takes really assessing the physical well-being and then reassuring patient or readdressing what we need to, what we may need to deal with. Right. So I've seen everything from 
um, a, an episiotomy or a midline laceration that hasn't um, healed completely. And so they still have pain at the peritoneum, at the introitus, at the opening of the vagina. Um, and so if that hurts, then you know, our brain is smart and wants to protect us, right? And if, if it hurts, we don't want to do it. It doesn't feel good, right? So we have to get some pleasure out of it to like want to be intimate. So we have to address that first. And a lot of times, you know, the moms who are breastfeeding have a low estrogen state and they need some vaginal estrogen to help relieve that pain and discomfort and help that to heal properly. Or they need exercises to help strengthen the core the pelvic floor and the hips because they're all interconnected. And if you don't str feel strong in your body, you don't have the energy for sex. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes we just need a nap and we need communication, right? You know, is our partner sitting over here anticipating sex, but hasn't helped with the dishes and the laundry and all the other things that have to be done around the house. And so as we know, sex for women is much more of a mental game. Our brain is our largest sex organ, right? And if we're not having these communication, you know, communicating clearly about what it is we need, sometimes that's, that's a huge issue. Absolutely. Um, in addition awesome. to, you know, just the pelvic floor discomfort or weakness, or, you know, sometimes they have birth trauma and they have, um, you know, a, a hypertonic pelvic floor. So that pelvic floor is very tense and we could even have some vaginismus and pain with sex and mm -hmm. pelvic floor Absolutely. physical therapy or vaginal dilators can help with that. So it's just, it's really vast. And if you feel like you're getting the runaround and your, your provider is not comfortable talking about these items, then you find, need to find another doctor or a pelvic floor physical therapist who can help you with that. Absolutely. I'm a hundred percent. I agree with you in terms of the breastfeeding. Oftentimes I will, before I, I give like vaginal estrogen, I will, you know, have them use a lubricant. Sometimes that's all they need, but you're right. You're right. You know, sometimes they need a little bit more than that. And perhaps they need some estrogens to, to help with the lubrication and, you know, help with that discomfort. And I agree with you a hundred percent that if you, you know, if our listeners and our viewers, if they, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with your provider in talking about sex and intimate issues, then, you know, you definitely should look into finding a different provider because you need to be able to speak openly and discuss these issues because they're very important. They're a huge part of our lives, right? And so if we can't discuss it, then we can't come to a solution or figure out what the problem is. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I think it's, it's two-sided, right? A lot of times providers aren't comfortable having these conversations, yeah. so they're not asking. And yeah. then patients are like, well, they didn't ask. So then they feel uncomfortable about, you know, communicating. And so it's just the yeah. elephant in the room that's not being talked about. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in my line of work, I'm like, you know, they're, <laughs> nothing, nothing is too personal. Nothing is going to embarrass me. You know, I, we're going to ask these questions. And so it's more than just, you know, are you satisfied with your sex life or are you sexually active? You know, are you able to achieve an orgasm? Do you have a desire for a sex? You know, are you, are you, you know, excited when you go to the party, you just don't ever feel like throwing the party, right? <laughs> And so sometimes, you know, it's just having these conversations and having a comfortable space to have those conversations. Um, and, and, you know, our medical climate doesn't really lend to a lot of this. That's why I love what you're doing and, and providing sex coaching, because if you you have a safe space to discuss all of these aspects, it makes a big difference. Huge, huge. And, you know, I agree with you that if we're not asking those questions, we're never going to get those answers, right? And I think that women absolutely require a safe space so they can have 
all those intimate questions um, answered and discussed. So tell me, how do people reach out to you then? How do they get in touch with you? I know, so maybe you could tell us, you know, you said you were in Texas. By the way, we we should discuss what's going on in Texas. <laughs> I mean, how do you, it's, it must be, I don't know. Is it is it hard to practice there? I just feel so bad for the OBs that are in Texas. Yeah, it's a challenging environment in Texas for sure. Um, even though I still do some locum work and some OB hospitalist work, I'm typically in my practice and I'm not anybody's primary OB. But yes, the effects are wide and large um, in terms of even infertility, how we're managing ectopics, um, miscarriages, etc. I will tell you in the instances when I've been in the ER managing a more challenging case, I'm really looking at what's best for the patient, regardless of whether I'm going to have to report this to the state. I'm going to do what's best for the patient. Um, I hope that many of my colleagues will um, continue to treat our patients that way. Um, it, it's very concerning. I mean, the, there's concern for, um, you know, legal ramifications for the physician. Right. Right. So it does make a, a very challenging environment for sure. It's very punitive for the OB. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, I, um, I'm fortunate to be in New York and, you know, we don't have that here yet. Hopefully it, it won't happen, but, um, you know, I can only, I mean, I really feel for my colleagues in Texas because it's hard to even just be an OB and do your job and, and help patients. And that's what we're here for, right? Do no harm. How can we do no harm if we're not able to even treat them or deal with the emergency that presents? I mean, that's just, that, that must be very frustrating for you. So I'm sorry about all of that. It's, um, I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult time. Um, but, uh, but so how could people get in touch with you? How could they help relieve their symptoms and the pain that they're having their pelvic pain? You know, how would they be able to get in touch with you? Yes. Um, so I am on social, as I said, at the pregnancy pain doc and I, am. you can email me at hello at skywomenshealth.com. My practice is skywomenshealth.com. Um, you can always fly and come see me if you're not close by, but if you are in the DFW area, you know, come on over. Um, I really am passionate about this and I'm looking forward to our younger generations as they come up, you know, being interested in osteopathic medicine and incorporating the two in practice. I would love to see a world where this is more common. Um, so you can find me on social, on my podcast at Sky Women, where we discuss all health topics. Uh, lots of pelvic floor physical therapists have come on, um, anesthesiologists to discuss labor pains and things like that. Um, so we really love to um, just empower you so that you have the, the information that you need to advocate for yourself. That is awesome. Um, the place where I'm actually at right now, where I do deliveries, they have uh, an OMM fellowship. So there are residents there that actually come and see the postpartum patients and help them with their uh, pelvic pain and help realignment with their pelvis and also work with the neonate in terms of that uh, suck reflex and in breastfeeding yes. and um, 
doing all of that um, craniosacral work on little babies to help them with uh, latching. So I think that's awesome. I just, I love, I love OMT and I think it is super, super awesome that you are still doing OMT and that it's a big part of your um, career and your job that you're in right now, because I think that that is an untapped resource that we have. And um, I think it's awesome that you're doing it. So thank you. Thank you. And well, we are done here and it's been real and really intimate. And remember, this is not meant to be any type of medical advice. So if you're having any issues or any pelvic pain or anything like that, please go and see your healthcare provider. And if you are in Texas, go see Dr. Moyers because <laughs> she's awesome. And until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to schedule a one-on-one coaching with Dr. Lodi, please visit drsadaf.com. And until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast. <laughs>